0: Hey guys, welcome back to Imam Life. Uh, we're back this week, got some good stuff for you. We do have a special guest today. As you can tell, Alex Rojas is not with us. He is in Wadapalooza right now, in, in Wadapalooza. He's in Miami right now, judging at Wadapalooza. <clears throat> so I guess we need to get him like a, like a gavel or something whenever he gets back. Yeah, shout out to Alex, we miss you. Yeah, so today we do have my lovely girlfriend, Ray ann Trahan. Um, if you do not know, some of you do. She is a uh, a pre-dietitian. I'm gonna say, calling that term. Uh, she's she's got her bachelor's in dietetics. She has completed her internship, and from now she just has to pass the uh, dietetic exam. So she's working on that right now, studying her butt off. Super proud of her. But today we're gonna be talking, kind of in her field. We're gonna be talking about diets fad diets, nutrition in general, Um, some things that you need to look for, some things that you maybe don't need to look for, uh, and just important things around nutrition and food, and uh, especially when it comes to fitness and exercise and why it's so important. So, let's kind of get into it. Uh, I guess to start off, I want to just start by giving a definition of what diet is. And diet really has two definitions. The first one being the, the food or the kinds of food that we eat habitually, so every single day. Mm. And the second one is more of what I would what I would uh, coin as like the society definition of of diet, and that is a special course of food that restricts something that we eat or a a way that we eat, okay, for weight loss. Does anybody have any objections to that?
1: Seems legit. No, yeah. but uh, so the two definitions do steer me into my first question for Ray. Um, in your opinion, uh, after going through school and uh, and the education that you've gotten on nutrition and, and dieting in general, which defin—do you feel like one of those definitions is better to like? Is it a better to follow one of those definitions over the other? I'm trying to figure out how I want to tell Yeah, that no, question. I get what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Definitely the first one, because healthily, when you think of, like, just being healthy in general, you think of it as, like, a lifestyle change, right? So you don't want to fall into that diet culture of, like, I'm on a diet. I'm doing this diet. Yeah. You want it to make a complete lifestyle change of it to where it affects every part of your life and your lifestyle rather than just oh, I can't eat that because I'm on a diet. It's just right. very restrictive think, talk. It's very negative.
0: I think I think that goes back to the society thing that I was talking about earlier. People like to just tell people that they're on a diet. Right. And I think mentally it makes them think that, okay, I'm on a diet. Maybe I'm going to lose weight. Maybe I'm actually going to do this thing. Well, yeah, it's like one of those things, right? And Tyler can
1: probably attest to it with, uh, from like being in the mental health field for so long that like if you are setting a goal for yourself it makes you feel good to talk about it. Right, right. Oh, 100%. So, like, you don't even have to have done anything. And I could just go around telling people, like, yeah, I'm trying to do this. And, like, I'm going to get like this endorphin rush just from doing
3: that. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think most folks uh, are pretending not to know some things when it comes to diet, right? We all understand that there's a component of eat less, move around more. Um, but the truth is, there is an emotional component that nobody really talks a whole lot about, and so I do want to make sure that uh, it's one of the reasons I wanted to kind of sit with you guys to talk through the emotional eating piece and uh, how to live in reality with your
0: diet instead of in theory. Yeah, right. Talk to next. <clears throat> cool. Uh, it, and I, I think it's funny I was talking about this to Matt earlier. Matt is actually doing seventy-five hard. Which, if you don't know what seventy-five hard is, it's uh, first form CEO, Andy Frasea, Frisella, Frisella, Frisea, how however you say his name, <clears throat> kind of made this diet, I, I'm assuming, without knowing too too much about it, to just keep people on track. Um and obviously make money, right? Well his point, he's got an app and you know whatever. But um to instill good behaviors in people, which I think is a great thing. I'm not bashing here at 75 Hardball, but Part of 75 Hard, it says that you have to follow a diet, which is where I think we can bridge into the fad diets thing. Mm-hmm. And there are, while there are good things about a lot of these diets that we're going to talk about today, nutrition in general, um, I think that there's also a lot of cons or in, in what a lot of these diets aim to do, promise to do, and a lot of times just fail to do. Right, that's true. Um, <clears throat> do you have any radio? Have any, any any thought on that?
2: On a fad diet. On a
0: fad diet, yeah. What is if you want to go ahead and give us a what what your perception of a fad diet is?
2: So typically, a fad diet is any kind of diet that would restrict any macronutrient, micronutrient, right? So it would take like like a low carb diet would be right. a considered a fad diet because you're restricting the carbs, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be any kind of diet to essentially burn fat. So taking a fat burning pill or drinking all of these detox cleanses to detoxify your liver to lose weight and blah blah blah, cool. that would be essentially a fat <clears throat> diet as well. Right.
3: Which yeah. is all a quick fix, right? A quick In order fix. to yeah. not have to make the mental commitment correct and accountability correct. to correct.
0: eat the way that I promised myself that I would. Right. Yeah, I've got the <laughs> the urban dictionary pulled up. The fad diet definition. It's
2: just, it's not like a sustainable way. Yeah, it says,
0: it says a popular diet used to lose as much weight as possible in a short amount of time. And then the little subtext says, Did you hear, like the the sentence says, Did you hear about the latest fat diet? Which, um, social media nowadays is massive. As we all know, it's 2022. Um, And it's just a great way for people to be like, Hey, Here's keto, or here's intermittent fasting. Um, If you want to lose a whole lot of weight really fast, do this. Here's a bunch of recipes, get a bunch of followers, now get a bunch of sponsorships, and now everybody is doing keto, but nobody knows what keto is, right? Yeah. Maybe it's a a great thing. Well, I mean, um, just like anything else, keto took on a whole life of itself. Right, but keto started with, with, for scientific purposes, right, for medical reasons.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, increase your fat intake, you know, for a long time, fat, there were fat busters and butter busters and all these diets in the 90s, Um, and so fat got sort of demonized. Uh, But the truth is, we all need fat, especially for our mental clarity and stability. The problem is is distinguishing what fats are good, what fats are bad, you know, and that's that's what we'd like to clear up today is you know she uh, Rayanne just brought up uh, macros. So if you could you know for the audience kind of chat through what macronutrients are and why it's important to be aware of how much you're consuming uh, based on your goals. And, you know, so for example, for a CrossFitter, we're eating to perform, mm-hmm. so high uh, high output for the day. Maybe I'm doing two or three workouts in a day. That's going to require Obviously, an increase in calories and fluid versus you know a bodybuilding diet where we're trying to eat maybe our uh, our body weight or the desired body weight in terms of number of prote- uh, grams of protein, for example, things like that.
2: Right. So for those who like don't really know, a macronutrient is things like carbs, fat, and protein. Right. Um, micronutrients would consist of vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, things like that. Um, So like Tyler just said, if you're performing, you essentially want to increase your calories because your output of calories is higher. So especially with athletes, you wanna increase, you know, typically like the protein and everything else like that, but you also wanna increase the other aspects of the macros too. You wanna increase carbs and you wanna increase fat. If you think about each macronutrient as an individual, they each have a certain job, right? We all took high school biology your carbs go through the Krebs cycle, your proteins make things like your hair, and then the fats are used for like insulation, mental clarity, things like that. So if you're decreased in a certain macronutrient, your body's gonna start pulling from the other macronutrients as a fuel source. So for example, if you're on a low carb diet, then your body's gonna start pulling from proteins and fats in order to burn as a fuel source, essentially the keto diet, and so then you'll be depleted in those macronutrients, right? You won't have as much protein for the protein rolls and then you won't have enough fat for the fat rolls. So it's really important that if you increase one of your macronutrients, you want to increase all of them, right? You just want to increase your total amount of calories as a whole rather than trying to figure out, oh, I need more protein in regulation to my carb,
0: right. stuff like that. So it's funny that you you, you brought up keto there's a there's a difference between keto and, and low carb diets. Correct. Correct. <clears throat> keto, the entire goal of keto is to stay in ketosis, to, to to use ketones as fuel, right? And the reason, the way you do that is by restricting your carbs so much that that the fats can take over. Right. Correct? Essentially. Science,
2: yeah. The science behind the keto diet is all based on insulin, right? The higher, the more carbs you eat, the more insulin you produce, right? Insulin is a hormone that contributes to fat accumulation and fat burning, right? So the more insulin you have, the more fat you accumulate. So essentially, if you eat a higher carb diet, the more insulin is produced, the more fat you store, rather than if you eat a low carb diet, less insulin is produced, more fat is released from other sources. Right. So,
0: yeah, keto is. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, for the
3: majority of people, I guarantee, if we took a poll with everyone listening right now, uh, what would happen is, oh, I, I eat great until eight or nine o'clock at night, then we want the sweets or whatever Mm. our vice is, right? The ever coveted brownie, ice cream. And so I think where people really just get messed up is, you know, you have this uh, total amount of calories that you. Should consume. Most of us do a probably a pretty decent job with that mm-hmm. throughout the day. Right. Uh, matter of fact, we probably undereat and underhydrate more than anything because of coffee and caffeine and those types of things. Yep. Um, so then it's this accumulation of this extra 250, 500, 1,000 calories in the evenings, and you might do that two or three days a week. And then instead of losing two pounds a week, we're gaining two to five pounds a week, and, mm. and that's just that hence the reason you know Rayanne talked about sustainability, um, and so diet for sustainability, meaning what can I do throughout the course of life that is manageable for me based on how much I'm going to work out. That's that's what we're all trying to that's we're all trying to achieve. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, um, from my
1: experience, like you don't even need that. Like, you it doesn't even take a it doesn't take a whole week to to mess you up you're talking about just at night, but like what about the people who make it? They're good through Friday afternoon. But then Friday night, like they go out to dinner with friends. So like now you don't know what's it, how they cook that food, you don't know what's in it, so even if you make a healthy choice, it still might not be optimal. and it' in one meal, if you have a couple of drinks with it too, you can put yourself over. All right We hadn't even discussed
0: <clears throat> Yeah, we hadn't even touched. Yeah. liquid calories, yeah. and, and we will. <laughs> right. but, but look, going back to the keto thing, because I want to make this really, <laughs> this really clear. This it's it's distinction. It's easy to get out of, of ketosis, correct? Mm-hmm. So as in, if I I'm, I'm, I'm staying keto for a month or two, and then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, let me just you know indulge in a few brownies and then uh, at least something else, and all of a sudden I'm eating five hundred to six hundred grams of carbs. Gonna throw off, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, the thing with keto is essentially that you're eating a lower carb diet, correct? It's It's like like lower carbs, yeah. Lower carbs, you're gonna run into the signs and symptoms of um, fatigue and like almost like flu like symptoms, like you're just tired, you don't have any energy to go about the normal activities of your day. So then people are like, Oh, this diet isn't for me because now I feel worse than when I started. So then they quit and they go back to eating the way they were, and you gain all of that weight mm-hmm. back plus more.
0: It is super easy to lose weight, and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about for cons of keto is that it's, you have to stay consistent with keto. Because if you start, like I said, incorporating all these carbs back into your diet, then you're gonna gain weight super, super fast. Because your body's just not used to eating carbs anymore. Right? right. It's like an overload of everything that you don't want to eat. You yeah. lose all the weight and you gain right back. Right. So I will say, on.
2: cutting anything out of your diet, you definitely want to wean yourself off of something. You never just want to cut it out completely cold turkey, because in your body, you're gonna send your body into like a withdrawal state, just kind of like an alcohol, like an alcoholism, right? Right. You can't just like cut it off completely. You have to like wean yourself off of it, right? Because you're the with it's just gonna make you run back to it even faster if you're missing it that much. Right. So more.
1: you're saying it would like if you just quit eating carbs one day, then at some point you're gonna hit this, you're gonna to get to this spot where you're like, oh, that's all you want. Right, right. Yeah. you're
2: gonna crave it, you're gonna want it, and you're yeah. gonna indulge and binge eat in it, and it's just gonna. Now
1: so the question is, so like if we're talking about people who are severely overweight, let's say, um, which you might be able to answer this too, I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's what keto was created for. So keto was created for epilepsy, Epilepsy. Correct?
2: Okay. People yeah. who had seizures.
1: So if someone is like severely overweight, um, mm-hmm. and they used keto to drop off, you know, a couple hundred pounds and get themselves down to a healthier, more like sustainable weight, where they could start to build up a healthy lifestyle around that.
3: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, when they are coming out of keto, is it 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 would have less of an effect on them if they would slowly add those carbs back in, rather than going from you know if you're uh, i think keto uh is like five to ten percent of calories usually come from carbs so it's very low percentage Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then so like you wouldn't want to just go back to like 50 percent carbs right you right wanna do yeah like you
2: want to slowly increase it and you want to increase it in terms of ingredients right you wouldn't want to eat fruit because fruit is technically a carb you would want to eat whole grains mm-hmm. okay. instead of just saying like oh i'm going to go eat a sandwich on white bread. Right. Because essentially that white bread is just going to turn into sugar mm-hmm. rather than if you eat whole Like whole wheat is has fiber, it has vitamins, it has minerals. Stuff like that. And so
1: do you have any idea of uh, for people that might be doing that and they're like, okay, I've done keto and I lost this weight and now I want to go back to eating normal but I don't know how to get off of it. Is it like, do you look at adding them back in on uh, a daily basis or is it more like on a weekly basis? So like am I going to go from 10% this week to next week I'm at 20 or like 15 and then the week after that I go up more or do I kind of gradually just increase it by looking at like the, the gram count I guess you could say
2: I um, would do it by tolerability yeah. okay. right because if you cut something out of your diet or your life for that long of a time you build up almost a sensitivity to right. it so when they're going to add that back they're gonna experience the bloating the cramping and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah, so yeah. you yep. want to Increment it that slowly, and how well you tolerate, how well your body tolerates it.
0: Okay, so yeah. my thing is, you just you just mentioned this. What is a normal diet? What is what is a normal eating? I mean, normal, I guess, in my opinion, would be
1: relative, right? Right. Like, so you and I probably don't eat the same things right. every day. They might be similar because we do the same type of workouts. And yeah, we're we do same, we do but, pretty much the same stuff. So, but uh so like, uh, I think normal is to. Is relative to the person so for normal for me right uh, for my wife Chelsea and I like I, I meal prep for us every Sunday right either she or I cook all of our meals for the whole week and hopefully it, we cook enough that it lasts the whole week sometimes it doesn't we have to try to figure it out for the weekend but um, for us that's normal
0: but there, there, there definitely is cultural diets Right. You know, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially yeah, like for us, uh,
1: we're South Louisiana. Like, what do we have? What do we eat? Rice I'm, and gravy, jambalaya. A ton of fried seafood. We have that year round. We got crawfish seasoned. Um, king
0: cakes are hot right now. Yeah, they yeah. go to like, races and there's king cakes everywhere. I think whenever you think about eating healthy, um, you kind of have to figure out what that looks like for you culturally, uh, religiously. um Everything that your society restricts from you, you have to think, especially if you're a bodybuilder or something like that, and you have a week or two where you, you eat nothing but asparagus and chicken, which sounds disgusting, mm-hmm. um, and then you restrict your water intake so that you can get super vascular, um, and you go to like a party where all of your friends are eating jambalaya, and all of this stuff, and fried fish, and fried shrimp, and king cake, and boudin. You, you, you kind of have to be the person isolated in the corner, taking off the, the lid of your Tupperware and put it in the microwave, right? Yeah. eating yeah. a super not fun chicken breast and two pieces of, like, I don't know, salmon or whatever it is. Well, what you just said is super important.
3: Um, you said it's not fun. No, it's not fun. So, you know, just because something's not fun doesn't mean that it's not functional and doesn't mean that it's not healthy. Uh, and for some of us, you know, it's that, that belief system exactly. Um, if we adjust the way that we think about food, and we have our own belief system, right? You know, I, if I make a decision that I'm going to be committed to eating to perform because I have a goal, uh, and whether that's medical... Or fitness related, mm-hmm. it all kind of ties back to the sickness, wellness, and fitness continuum. Which we talked about in the, in the first, first episode, right. correct? Alex Alex gave us some really good stuff on that. He did. Uh, and to unpack that in terms of diet, this applies that way as well. So if we're in the state of sickness, what that typically means is we're, we're probably indulging way more with our alcohol content, our sugar content. Uh, we might even be eating more junk food, right. processed chips, those types of things, that will very quickly escalate into a state of sickness. I mean, yeah. this is the reason that, you know, so many folks over years wind up in the doctor's office and they are diagnosed with diabetes and hypertension mm-hmm. and, and really can't even have no clue why they ended up that way, right. right? But truth is that if they were to stop drinking soda, probably within six months, They would improve drastically. Um, Then we move into a state of wellness. And this means that we're eating fairly well-balanced macros. You know, we probably eat meat, we probably eat some vegetables, and we probably eat some carbs, but then we have some sugar, we might have a few drinks here and there. But we're in a general state of wellness for the majority of our life. And then you have the fitness person, and that's on the extreme opposite, where it's about our it's managing health and performance. And, uh, and synchronicity right uh, there are times where you, when you go into a sport where we overdo it right mm-hmm. where we 're a little too extreme too strict that doesn't that's probably not sustainable for the majority of people right. you know Matt and I talked a little about that with wrestling where you know you can do that for a, a wrestling season you know but after that it's having a healthy relationship and understanding that just because mardi Gras is around the corner doesn't mean that uh, you know if i 'm trying to carbs, a higher carb count back into my diet, I don't get to just go eat all the, the king cake if I have a, a goal and a commitment. And that's where this emotional stuff comes out. Right. It's keeping promises to ourselves which builds self-confidence. And the truth is, most of us, you know, depending on the area of expertise, probably don't have a whole lot of confidence when it comes right. to diet because we've let ourselves down so much. Right. And I so mean, um,
1: I've been in involved in the fitness industry as a trainer since 2012 and i started working out going into high school for Mm -hmm. sports Mm -hmm. and uh i don't think i really got comfortable with food until like i don't know like two or three years ago Mm -hmm. like to the point where i felt like i had a good understanding and that's like living inside of the industry right so um
0: yeah, it can, and it can be a sensitive subject for a lot of people. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people who are uneducated about nutrition and still give nutrition advice. To so them. I think
1: um, something that we talked about keto. Um, there's a couple other like fad diets yeah, that are really not clear right those. now. Yeah. I think that if we can go over those a little bit, um, especially from Ray's point of view, who probably has a better understanding than the rest of us. Yeah. Um, and Just to, to give people some awareness of, like, if you are going to do these or you're going to try to follow them, like, this is how you should approach it, right? Yeah. And I've got a few of them
0: listed here. So, uh...
1: so we kind of talked about keto already. Uh, the other one that um, comes up every year, especially for us mm-hmm. in, in our gyms, is Whole30. Yeah. And there's Whole30. a lot of people that do Whole30. I personally don't know much about it. I've never done it. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, a couple of years ago, I kind of figured out how I like to eat. And what I need, and uh, and so I just try to stick with that because I know it
0: works for me. Right. Yeah. So whole thirty is something that uh, our three gyms that we're all kind of in a part of do at the beginning of every year, uh, and, and basically what it is is restricting just about all the fun stuff out of diet, right? <laughs> to, to put it in like a um, like a simple term, but it's it's going back to like whole, organic, natural foods. Um, taking out milk uh, cheap like dairy, taking out um, they take out fruit and vegetables, lots of sugar, lots of sugar, um, a lot of that stuff for thirty days to kind of uh, expose some some uh, um, sensitivities that that you may have and then after the thirty days, you incorporate slowly week by week those things back into your diet and let's say you put milk in. Now all of a sudden you are using the bathroom a lot and super bloated, then maybe you have it's not an exact science, but maybe you have some type of uh, lactose intolerance or something with with milk or with fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. So that's that's like the the basic about I like to think of it as a tool. Yeah. Right. In order to evaluate yourself
3: and really take a, a true audit, it's not, it's not sustainable. sustainable. You know it's a tough thing to sustain and, and I think the people that do sustain it are probably folks that have a medical reason to do it or mm-hmm. they've just decided that it's way too painful to be this size or to be uncomfortable when I sleep or whatever the case may be and they, you know they make that that behavior and lifestyle change Right. Um, again but you know, most of us don't have any sort of method to really test and see you know, am I really allergic to this I found out through it that I'm allergic to eggs um, once I cut that out of my diet turns out the little
0: rash I had totally gone. totally gone mm-hmm. and it's it. really good for exposing stuff like that Ray, do you have any uh, insight on that
2: I do actually um, a lot of people don't realize how connected your diet and the food that you eat is yeah. related to little things like a rash right right your immunity, your sensitivity to certain things, all come from the food that you you're eat. Going, and you're,
0: so you're going through some stuff right now with that. Yeah, right? I am. Yeah.
2: I'm actually kind of doing the whole thirty before I even knew that that was
0: a thing. Right. She learned it was uh, like, labeled, like labeled as
2: something. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> what do they What do they call What do they refer to it as in school?
2: They call it the FODMAP diet, and it's to essentially alleviate IBS. Gotcha. Right. So it takes things like oligio I cannot say that word. Legumes? No, yeah, the oligosaccharides, whatever. Yeah. Monosaccharides, disaccharides, things like that. That's and right. taking those out of your diet and then slowly putting them back in to see where your sensitivity lies. Right. for sure. So it's, yeah, it's pretty much the Whole30. I just didn't know what it was called it was the Whole30. To <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> break it down, it's it's meat, ve-
3: lean meats, vegetables, I don't know anybody who ever got fat eating a ton of broccoli, right? So meat and veggies, nuts and seeds to a certain extent, but again, you want to evaluate that to see if, you know, if it is causing you to have any food sensitivities, especially with nuts. Yeah. Um, Some fruit, little little starch. We want to focus more on complex carbs and there's a whole shopping list with that. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, no sugar, no alcohol, or kind of the big ones and all of those things, have really big indication for inflammation, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, that's what we're trying to alleviate and avoid, um, because inflammation in the body ends up turning into bigger things: arthritis, IBS. Um, we don't, we don't, we may often have an underlying anxiety that we're experiencing as a result, you know, increased heart rate. Um, so all those things, you know, kind of come come to a head, and if you're able to stay disciplined for. 30 days. I mean, I think everybody can do something for 30 days. Whenever we struggle to do something like
0: that, it's usually psychological and it's Mm -hmm. something that we have to block. That introduces a whole other problem. That's right. Right. And sometimes it exposes stuff like that. For sure. Sometimes it exposes those those mental or whatever problems, um, even hormonal stuff. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: That's kind of where my situation lies is that a lot of these processed foods lead to hormonal imbalances, specifically in women, Mm -hmm. because you have to figure a lot of dairy products have added hormones, a lot of meat have added hormones, so if you already have a hormonal imbalance as a woman, and you're increasing this hormone intake, then you're just screwing up that imbalance even more, so.
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, So, evaluating your diet to use it as a control right Uh, in order to test and then we start to look at if you really want to get into this right you're looking at all of your lifestyle lifestyle factors do you enjoy your job do you enjoy your marriage do you enjoy your lifestyle you know if you don't feel like you enjoy those things then all of that will work together to make your your diet much more difficult to to adhere to Um, so all these factors that you can control it's important to evaluate all of them we can't pretend like you know diet is going to fix everything we can't pretend like pills are going to fix everything and, and that's really what our society is hoping is for that that truly quick fix and you know unfortunately the side hustles you know where you know people start to sell supplements start to sell these things yeah. you know I get it right we all have to make a living but at the same time we have to have a true responsibility in and, uh,
0: and how we sell something yeah. right, for people's well-being yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think Whole30 brings us into the idea of Whole30 at least brings us into the next fad diet that I want to talk about which is paleo yeah. um, paleo by itself uh, is basically food that our ancestors ate 20,000 years ago maybe sure. give or take um which is basically the things that they would have eaten our ancestors things like meat fish fruits vegetables nuts seeds uh legumes stuff like that things that they got from the ground or from animals and that kind of brings us into this idea of highest order of nutrition which is like things that are completely not processed grass-fed beef grass-fed butter um seeds uh, super micronutrient dense foods which I know Ray talked about earlier right super yeah. super important stuff the, the my problem with paleo uh and I don't know if you guys will have different opinions on this is it's super hard to stay consistent yeah, because it's you very restrictive. you it's so restrictive and you never really know unless you do where your stuff is coming from for example like where did the uh, the the pack of ground beef that you got from the store, where did that come from? Did it come from a facility that was processed by something else, or did you kill the cow yourself and get the beef?
2: Well, essentially, if you do a restrictive diet like this, you would want to shop at, like, local stores, local farmers. Is yeah, that. not even, like, whole foods. You can't.
3: Well, read, read your ingredient list. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's talking more about
0: like uh, farmers markets.
2: Farmers markets. Market. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Like you want to get it from locally locally placed.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, place yeah. So place. if you're trying to be straight paleo, you got to know somebody. Yeah. Uh, that, that, <laughs> right. that's, that's true. Sure, especially paleo. in like where <clears throat> we
2: live in this Lafayette region, there are so many outskirt farmers. I know like mm-hmm. at our food 4,000%. bank. We have so many farmers who just donate leftover, like food, leftover produce. That's right. Just because they don't they don't sell it, they don't use it, and if they don't use it, it just goes bad. So they just donate it to us, and then we sell it for literally so, 25 cents.
1: I do have a question about this, since we got into, like, the grass-fed beef and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so, like, if, if I just go to, like, Super 1, right, and I buy a pack of ground meat, obviously that's not grass-fed. It no. probably has some additives and stuff like that in it, so it's not going to be great, but how big of a difference does it make if I would switch it up to the grass-fed? Because obviously now you're going to start factoring in price for a lot of people. I would to say one, you to spend a whole lot more money. So like a you know, one-pound pack of ground beef is probably like seven or eight bucks, but if you go grass-fed, I don't know how much it is because I never buy that. But um,
2: Right. I mean, essentially it all comes down to what your priorities are. Some people are more... Holistic and the, the fact that they they don't want any preservatives in the food that they eat, and mm-hmm. so to them, spending that higher price point is justifiable. Yeah. Rather yeah. than if you have you know more of a lower income, they are like not be good, we can stick with this.
1: So what about like the uh, you said that like some meats can have like hormonal effects, especially in women. Right. So like how. Uh, could it make, like, a, a drastic difference for somebody if they switched over to grass-fed versus... Mm-hmm. Or is it, it... Would it just be, like, minor and they would have to switch over a lot of other stuff, too? Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I think it would probably go, like, hand-in-hand.
1: Hand. Okay. So right? it could go either way. Yeah. Like, it could just be the one thing. You make that change and, like, you see a dramatic effect or maybe... I like mean,
2: it depends on, like, what else you're eating. Right. right. If you're just switched to grass-fed but you're still eating high-sugary beverages and... Foods yeah it probably won't do if, much yeah it wouldn't be much of a balance and I
3: can tell you even in my case uh, the specific type of egg so like if I go get eggs from my grandma's house mm-hmm. I'm good yeah, uh, but true. if I go get anything that's been through the store even if it's cage free blah 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 you know I'm still gonna break out after about three days eating yeah the,
2: the preservatives and the additives in our food especially here in America are so bad and not to throw like any shade but all that is regulated by the FDA. Yeah. So I've heard so many stories in this nutrition industry of people going like out of country on vacation, eating literally anything they wanted and was actually losing weight, came back and ate a piece of fruit and gained like it all back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the stuff that they put in our food here in America for marketing purposes and for money gimmicks and stuff yeah, like that is mass
0: production
3: mass production what happened in America you know for a majority of history right if you looked at the beginning of time until I don't know maybe a hundred years ago we hardly used any additives any preservatives and then in the 1950s uh, right after the um, uh, what is it, World War I and II and all mm-hmm. these things we went through a food insecurity uh, a famine yeah right? And so then that, you know, thus is born, you know, processed foods, things that will have a longer shelf life. And I don't know about you, but, you know, when you sit in a room with high level executives that are, you know, bean counters that are trying to figure out how to turn profit and then how to increase those profits for the banks year over year, uh, you know, there's some give and take. You have to start to look at, you know, can we do some things to have longer shelf life in order to, you know, have better profit and and that's what they've done that successfully. Problem is is that's how we as our in our generation have that's how we've always experienced it. Right. right. We didn't know what life was like before preservatives and right. bags of Cheerios and exactly. all that hoorah.
0: So it's <coughs> funny you brought all that stuff up. Y'all wanna switch it up a little bit, uh get off the of paleo and talk about our next yeah. fat diet. So I wanna bring up uh I F F Y M, did I say that right? Are we familiar with that? Yeah, is? if it fits your macros. If it fits your macros. Oh. No. Yeah. Trying to that together, F- what? I'm, I'm, you, can yeah. it, you can you can call it eat whatever the fuck you want or whatever it is. It's all essentially oh, the same thing. I see. Thing. Yeah, yeah I see man, if that, that pop tart fits. So, so look, um, the, the thing with uh, to me, I feel like all of these diets are loosely based on macros. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Keto. I mean, you eat uh fats and protein. Right, That's it. You have a certain amount of of fats and protein that you eat. If you want to do strict keto, you kind of need to be aware of what you're eating. So IFFYM in a nutshell is tracking your carbs, fats, and proteins. And that's it. Hmm. That results in the amount of calories you eat, but you have a certain set, you have a certain number of carbs, fats, and proteins that you have to eat every single day. And taking out everything else we said about uh, processed foods, and um, hormonal imbalances and insulin and everything. It, it, uh, IFFYM doesn't care about any Doesn't so account for anything. It's just, if it fits your macros, you can eat it. Well, that so, goes back to what we started
3: off with, right? Eat less, move around more. Right. And so if you eat within that macro, that's, I mean, heck, you know, mm-hmm. you need, let's say you even went 33 and a third percent across the
0: board no. on each one, you know, you're going to lose weight, yeah. but it doesn't mean you're going to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. macronutrients is not a complete science either. So don't think that if you do IFFYM, the numbers that you get are going to be perfect for you. Because they're probably not going to be. Sometimes you have to do this for two or three weeks to even figure it out. But yeah. IFFYM, it, I'm just going to say it fits your macros. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> essentially, you can eat a diet based on Twinkies and pizza and still be... In that IFFYM or if it fits your macros around sure. uh, right you can eat whatever you want and this yeah. the thing is that it's kind of sad
1: but like it potentially may work for the, for the base, very well the work. very base level goal yeah. right? if your goal is to lose weight and you're eating the restricted amount of calories that you need to lose weight and you're doing the work that you need to burn the calories you need to burn right. like you might be able to lose weight while eating only pizza. So yeah, even, yeah, I even now you might feel terrible, yeah. but
0: you'll lose weight. I oh. think
2: that goes really big into the whole aspect of like fit does not equal healthy. Like, yeah. Right? Wow. That, Wait,
0: hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're <laughs> telling me that if, if I could binge 300 pounds and I could run a five minute mile, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm healthy. Correct.
2: Correct. I think that's where we need butt a and, lot.
3: And part of the reason is your diet has to do with your recovery. Fitness is not about anything other than your ability to rapidly recover, mm. both from an oxygen perspective. So, can we run a mile and then recover within one to two minutes? Right. Right. Can we go out and do all these things and then not incur an injury as a result? Right. Um, so, the diet. The hydration, the rest, the mobility things that we discussed. Right. The athletes that are at the CrossFit Games and Waterpalooza right now, they understand that they are about to abuse their body for three days straight. Right. But they know that with that responsibility comes another responsibility to recover and become healthy. And, and a part of this is post, you know, post-workout or post-competition, the psychological piece, right? Doing a debrief understanding what you did well, what you didn't do well. Um, rather than, and, and not having a short term memory and trying to forget
0: about it, it's the lessons that you learn right. throughout that weekend. Right? Yeah, and so, that's, the, that's the big thing about uh, macros in general is you can get your numbers, you can work out uh, two times a day, eight times, 10 times a week. You can eat really, really good food but the thing that's gonna make you a better athlete is understanding why you're eating those foods, eating the right foods at the right time. Uh, clients always ask me, <clears throat> um, is it necessary for me to eat certain macronutrients at certain times? Because this is, this is kind of what I base my client's nutrition off of is macros. Not necessarily this, I, I tell them don't eat like an asshole. Right, sure, which is I mean fair enough, yeah, don't eat Twinkies and expect to feel good about yourself, right, okay. don't do it um the the thing that made that kind of turns that knob mm-hmm. is I, I i use the the metaphor of like a race car, mm-hmm. and like you can be a race car or a NASCAR whatever it is. And you could put regular fuel, just regular unleaded fuel, in a NASCAR, and it'll it'll still run. Maybe sure. maybe a NASCAR is a bad example, but it'll still run. It won't win a race, right? Right. But if you put race fuel in that car, sure. Now we're talking. Yeah. Right. Now it's now it's gonna you're gonna you may win potentially win, right? Yeah. Or at least perform better than you did. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about. Um, the timing and all these specific things, if you're just a normal person, then maybe just eating really, really good food, high, good, quality. high quality food is, is good for you. That's right. Right? It'd be very, very difficult to not achieve
3: your fitness goals, your weight loss goals eating nutrient nutrient-dense food only, right? right? if you really look, took that for what it's at face value and you didn't even work out very much, that you moved a bit, even if you walked daily,
0: you're probably gonna feel really, really great really, physically really and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're just a normal person who doesn't work out at all, you don't work out at all, maybe, maybe, I don't know, you go take a spin class every once in a while or something, but. That's right. But um, of course, there's always exercise recommendations from, Kinesi. I'm a kinesiology. Minutes a week. I'm a kinesiology major, not a major. Right. Um but uh, there's there's always recommendations and you should be exercising. Don't don't take that the wrong way. But as long as you eat you know, well, um, and you stay relatively healthy, you'll live a good long life. For most you know, part. for the most part. You know, there's some things that people have to
3: do um, to heal themselves emotionally. Uh, mm-hmm. With their food. You know, our relationship with food is, the, is what I refer to as what we're pretending not to know. Um, if we grew up and our parents called us fat, or if we grew up and we got teased and picked on, and, you know, there's some trauma there. Right. Um, even something as simple as you guys went through a hurricane last year and all of a sudden ele- electricity, food, everything was very scarce. You had to live in that. And there's some trauma that can be associated and some stress that can be associated with all of those things. And at the end of the day, you know, being mindful about what's going in your eyes, in your ears, and in your mouth is going to be really the things that we have to attempt to control as best as we can, right?
2: Yeah. Going into that is social media is so big now. And, and you have these influencers who are taking these dangerous supplements or, pr- or promoting these really harsh diets. Yeah, and yeah. It, it makes people want to be like them. Well, I want to look like her or I want right. to look like him. And so they try these things yeah. and they end up like hospitalized.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah look. It, so it, I don't care what, look, what diet Logan Paul is doing right now. You're not Logan Paul. Um, you're not Logan Paul. You're not Logan Paul. Right. Whatever's I mean, working. The, he's fighting
1: right now. So that dude's probably eating like 3, 4, 5,000 calories a day, unless <laughs> he's cutting weight for his fight.
0: Yeah, um, but, but not I don't think he has to
1: cut weight. I don't think he has any pro fights. I think he's just maybe he does. I don't know. He, really he's he's fighting for money, man. That's what he is. Yeah, but I, I, I think I don't know if there's like sanctioned professional fights. I think they're just like um, exhibition types, yeah, yeah, exhibition fights. Yeah, yeah, like, so they might not even have any weight requirements. I still think though no, they still train pretty, pretty. Because I mean fun. he fought, he fought Floyd, and he's like. 30, 40 pounds heavier than 40? Yeah,
3: it, guys, it's all WWE, right? It's, I'm the hero, one guy's a hero, one guy's a heel, right? But behind the stage, we're all friends, and we travel together, and we drink together, and we party together. Oh, but, dude, you what? know, in terms of community perception, it's just a big old drama, right? Yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. that in politics, you see that in, in society in mm-hmm. general. So, marketing is that, right? We want you to show up, we want you to spend the money, and we want you to have a good time, yeah. but it, all of that is just to get you in the door. The consequences of
0: that, so, you know, psychologically, are what we have to be aware of. Let's go ahead and run through some of these fad diets, or like rapid fire some of these because I'm pretty sure we're kind of yeah, you know, we're talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and rapid fire some of these fad diets and see, you know, just what everybody's opinions on. So the carnivore diet, carnivore diet, eating meat straight up.
2: <clears throat> I mean, I'm personally not for it. Is that the answer that you're looking like, for? Yeah, no, I'm, for? I'm not for it. I would. <laughs> However, uh, liver is the most nutrient dense food that correct. you can eat on this
0: planet. Correct. I, I would, I would never recommend anybody to ever do the carnivore diet unless your doctor, for some specific <laughs> reason, recommends you to do it. Yeah. Okay? Um would be like a one in a million. Like a one in a million, I million. yeah.
1: I mean, I like the idea of the carnivore diet. I love, right? the idea. I, I love meat, right? Um, just think of how much you have to chew. I, yeah, I feel
0: like I would just get, <laughs> like, after just a couple of days, I would be so sick. If, if, you, don't, if you don't have you more than, like, 30 on. minutes to eat a meal, like, imagine, imagine fully digesting a 12-ounce steak. Right? How many times do you have to chew each bite?
2: I feel like it would be very like, heavy because oh, protein keeps you full. It fills you up faster and then man, it fills you up I mean, for
1: longer. I didn't even think so. about the carnivore diet before we got into this episode, and uh, now that you brought it up, like we should have done some research on the Liver King, man. <laughs> that, dude's crazy. that dude's crazy. I don't really know much about him, but I, like I've seen um, some of his videos pop up on YouTube and stuff, and like. I, he eats like raw liver. Yeah. I think
0: I think and he's so, coined his own his own kind of diet though. He calls it like the ancestral diet or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. He has liver all is, own ec- stuff. is extremely
2: healthy. Yeah. It's so not, like micronutrient.
1: I'm, I'm so scared to eat it because yeah. of watching like Bugs Bunny it's when I was a disgusting. kid talking about liver and onions. <laughs> That's and, like, disgusting. I've never tried it, and I'm like 30 years old now. And I've never had it. And I then, would
2: never. Like eat it, but they make liver oils that I'm really intrigued to try. Do you like put it in your food, or you, you just can put it like in a like in water in
1: anything? Like okay, I mean, probably not water because it's oil.
0: Something with some flavor. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Or you can just like literally just like, like drop it. Drop it in. So uh, just uh take the it, the, the,
0: the zone mm-hmm. diet. Whoa, mm-hmm. whoa! We didn't think I about that. So from CrossFit. Yeah. So f- from uh, if if you guys don't know what the zone diet is. The zone diet is basically taking um, the exact uh, caloric value of of certain macronutrients and basically giving you certain blocks to eat per day um, of those certain macros. So it's basically a variation of the macronutrient diet. But with the zone diet, there's there's a specific calculation that you have to do to figure out how many blocks of whatever you're going to eat per day, and then based on the that like um, standard for the block, that's how many meals you eat, <clears throat> and it's all based on like a strict number scale. It's yeah. very much eat to perform
3: basically, and, and it's not sustainable. That's the tough, but it's ideal, especially early on when yeah. CrossFit started. That's what everybody kind of followed. It's a very good base I, diet. Yeah, right? I think I it's are, I think it's a good
1: method for people to
3: use to learn how to eat
1: yeah and then like once you kind of get an idea of what you need to be doing then it you don't need to follow it so much anymore but to me like um it's always it's always just come across as like another version of if it fits your macros. Yeah. But it, it goes on to that
0: same thing it's not sustainable i have right. a question about this diet. Go ahead.
2: is it like you build your own blocks
0: yes, yes. like it's based off of like so so no y- So no yes and no because or the, is it like a program that you follow? It's, 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 a, pro, it's a standard that you follow. So, so like
2: it tells you like from this time to this time, eat correct. this. Correct. So, so like, it,
0: okay, okay. Uh, uh, for example, um, a gram of fat is what, nine calories? Yeah. So basically you take like the, <clears throat> that uh, metric and you, you combine the carbs, fats, and proteins, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and that is one block Okay. So basically what this formula does is you, you pick a ratio for your macronutrients, whatever. I want to say it's like 40, 30, 30. Something like that. Is Is what is what, is what, carbs, is what um, the yeah. zone diet recommends. And you take your body weight and your height and all that stuff and put it in this formula. And it gives you a total amount of blocks that you need to eat per day. And then from there, from the, the blocks that you've made, let's say I have I thirty you blocks. As as you can yeah. This block. You kind of pick w- how many blocks you want for lunch, for breakfast, for dinner, for snack. Right. So if your day, day is
1: twenty blocks, then like you can have five blocks for breakfast. You can have five blocks as a snack. You can have five blocks for lunch and yeah. five blocks for dinner. Yeah.
0: And you got your twenty. That's basically what it is. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Rapid yeah. fire. Intermittent fasting. Hmm. Oh.
3: Wow. So
1: intermittent fasting, I feel like, is more of a, a lifestyle choice of eating rather yeah. than a diet in and of itself. Energy, energy restriction.
0: Wrong. Energy restriction. But, uh, so the big thing with intermittent fasting is there's so many different ways. The 16-8 method. So you're fasting for 16 hours, eat eating eight. an 8. And uh, Rich Froning is a big one who does this. Yeah. Um, there's the 5-2 uh, way you're eating let's see I'm, I'm looking at all these actually here. we can
1: bring up intermittent fasting again um, if we ever bring Aaron Champ on here because is that the, what he does I think he's well he was doing it. I don't know if he's still doing it but as of like a couple months
0: ago he was still intermittent fasting yeah so typically intermittent fasting you're on a schedule and you you kind of like, like we said fast for 16 hours and then eat all of your meat all of your food all of your macronutrients for that day in that eight-hour window, and that's like true intermittent fasting. Yeah. Uh, but there's no other restrictions that I'm aware of. Of like,
1: no, you, you just kind of pick your window. They recommend that you start um, like small, like I think maybe like twelve hours or something like that. And then yeah, you, you and to, you like as it. you get as you build up the tolerance, you you increase it. Right. Um, I've done it before, and like I was able to do sixteen and eight pretty like that was pretty easy was it stable yeah I think it would have been but like for me like because of my schedule at the time when I was doing it and when I was having to train um I I didn't like not having anything in my stomach when I was working out so I I like to eat before I train so uh I think if I would have been training after I had eaten Mm -hmm. it would have been fine and then again maybe it was I wasn't just maybe I just wasn't eating enough at night before bed um before my window
0: closed to like you know, keep me ready for the morning. but um, The only one of these diets that I've actually tried and hasn't worked for me for the long term is uh, a variation of if fits your macros. Like, I I mean, granted, I do eat like an asshole you do. sometimes. But, m- m- majority... I grocery shopping. It's, I it's the I no, but she goes in for like, she's got, this is a great example that Whole well, Foods. I the other solutions. day, the other day, I'm, I'm, I'm facing y'all. The other day, we needed cinnamon. C- cinnamon, just regular cinnamon. Just a little thing of it? Just a little bitty like thing cinnamon of it. She color. Sh- 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 cinnamon. She. There's there's the Rouses brand of cinnamon, and mm-hmm. then there's the, the 100% organic cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. The Rouses cinnamon, mm-hmm. regular Rouses cinnamon, was $2. Mm-hmm. The exact same volume as the organic cinnamon. Which was nine dollars, and me, I'm like, okay, uh, maybe I'm just gonna get the two-dollar cinnamon because that's you know what a normal person would get, right? Yeah. She's like, but no, this is a hundred percent organic cinnamon. I was like, what?
2: but that goes back to what we were saying earlier about the grass fed meat it's priorities I'm willing to spend $9 to ensure that there's no additives or preservatives in my food. but are you going to be able to taste
0: the differences
3: let let me give you this example it's not the point it's internally last night I was watching uh, Shameless I'm on in the middle of the season and Frank gets this assignment to go bring a whole kilo full of cocaine right across the border and it's 100% pure nice until he brings it to his business partner who then starts to use and they have a big party and then they gotta get to Indiana, right? Well, they use too much. So they cut it with um, baby laxative. Nice. So, my point is, you could spend nine dollars and get all the right stuff. Mm -hmm. Or, you could buy two dollar stuff and have baby laxative in it. Because it gets cut with stuff that's not
0: good. Right. That's just the reality. Thank you. Thank you're you. You're welcome. <laughs> Next time, I'm going to make sure I read the, the label of my sentiment make sure there's no baby laxatives. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. it's okay. Like, I, I get where she's coming from, but I'm, I'm on
3: the same page as okay, you. I, go for the, I just go for the cheaper option. And that's story, a psychological right? thing. That's that's you, the way that you value other things right. over food. And it you, you're trying to lie to yourself, like yeah. we all do, Right. You know, there are people with, I mean, dude, what's his name? Uh, Warren Buffett. Forever in a day was the, is, he could afford to eat anywhere. Right. Right? But then chooses to eat McDonald's and drink Coca Cola because he believes in those folks and they put out really great dividends Yeah. He's not looking at it in terms of what's good for him yeah. or healthy. He's looking at it in terms of what he values. Right. And therein lies the psychological piece out of all of this. What you focus on, where you spend your time, and where you spend your money is what you give a shit about.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah just letting you know, if I was Warren Buffett, I would, I would still get, get the $2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't even
2: use it. It's my cinnamon.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's her cinnamon. And if she makes you French toast, you're welcome. No, she doesn't make me French toast. But if she I does, she's going to use actually, $2 cinnamon for you. It's is, is hilarious. hilarious. By the so, way... So, I make her breakfast. I do
3: too. It's okay. So right. that's going to come in handy when you have <laughs> kids. If you all think that raising <laughs>
0: cooks breakfast, it's me. It's not it's me.
3: You know, one of the things I do for my wife every, I try to every day is wake up and make her coffee. So that way she can move on with her day. I do that. And I took that from Joe Tebow. So shout out to Joe and Renee because, you know, being able to serve
0: your spouse in that way is not bad. I don't even think Ray knows how to make her, her own coffee anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just me right. how to make her coffee. <laughs> we're, okay. at, we're, we're right th- at an hour, Connor. <laughs> moving on. Moving <laughs> on. We got, All right, we guys. got five minutes. Yeah, so that's uh, kind of wrapping up everything that we talked about today. I hope you learned a lot of good stuff about nutrition and fad diets and what to look out for and what may or may not work for you. Don't listen to social media because a lot of those people are just in it for the clout and want uh-huh. followers and money um, if you want good nutrition advice advice you can come to any one of us at this table I'm pretty sure we can give you some kind of good information sure. if you want good um, macro or nutrition prescriptions find a professional don't listen to any of us we don't know anything find somebody who is I mean, Find somebody who has studied, like, Rayanne right here. Rayanne has a degree in, in and dietetics. Yes. I have a degree in psychology. Get professional. And these two are level
3: one, uh, level two trainers. And, you know.
0: I would say level 13 trainers. but um, <laughs> you Yeah, so stuff. Do, you, do you guys have anything else before we close out? Yeah, I think, like, the most basic
1: tip is um, when you go to the grocery store, shop the perimeter first. Yes. Good tip. Just like stick around the outside of your grocery store. That's usually where all the like whole food, like real food is. So Mm you're going to find Mm -hmm. your meat, vegetables, fruit, like all that stuff on the outsides. When you start getting deeper and deeper into the aisles, that's when you're finding the bad stuff.
3: So, yeah. Um, Yeah. Farmers markets. Yeah, get as much as you can.
2: Cheaper, healthier option.
3: Yeah. And really, really evaluate the fact uh, what you really value. You know, if you don't pay for the food now, you're gonna pay later with hospital bills, doctor bills, all yep. those things. Take care, everybody. Yeah. That my my last advice is don't lie to yourself. You know, uh, if you can keep your food as close to natural as possible, the better off you're gonna be, um, for the most part. And understand that you have your own sensitivities, and at the end of the day it is going to be about feeling inside your body and most of us don't want to live there we like to live up in our heads yeah. and so just again practice mindfulness about what you're putting inside and what you, and do you really value yourself yeah. and if you don't think that you're worth spending extra money on food wise it probably is a time to at least visit a counselor or visit a therapist or some sort of a life coach uh, to heal that
0: aspect of your life dude is just freaking sentiment <laughs> said eat good food shop the perimeter um, and do it
1: slowly do like it. if you're eating McDonald's every day of the week right now don't go to not eating it at all like just take out a day or two at a time mm-hmm. like build up to it because if you just jump straight off of what you're already doing you're gonna it's gonna be way harder to keep it up yeah. than yeah. if you just did it slow and if you want to follow
0: go ahead.
2: yeah essentially food is a drug But it can also be a medicine, so just keep that in mind. If
0: you want to follow one of these diets that we talked about today, do it, but make sure you know what you're getting into, and you'll find immediately if your body...
2: Yeah, know your body, for sure.
0: Sweet. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Sweet. Rock and roll. Nutrition. Done.
3: Don't Don't be an asshole. I suspect you'll hear this topic coming up frequently throughout this whole podcast. We'll always come back to diet and lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Thanks, everybody, for listening.